Good day, everyone. Welcome to New Matter, the SLAS podcast where we interview life science luminaries. I'm your co-host today, Liz Frank, SLAS program manager, and I'm thrilled that today with me co-hosting is Julio Martin, SLAS European ambassador. Hi, Julio. Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> I'm glad to have you back. It is indeed morning and afternoon for us. Uh, we're spread across the globe for this interview today. And today we're chatting with Winston Chu. He is the operations manager at KU Leuven. I may be butchering that. So Winston, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that you tell me the right way to say that in a minute. And he was also a presenter at our SLAS Europe 2021 conference and one of our student poster award winners. So we're really happy to have you, Winston. Yeah, hello. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, you pronounce it quite good, Close I think. Enough. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Kay Leuven uh, from, okay. yeah, from Belgium. That's the proper way to say it. Thank you. All right. So we're going to just start you off with the challenge, Winston, um, of describing your day-to-day -day work or your research in 10 words or less. Do you think you can do that for us? Um, I think so. Um, well, let me just be very cocky. <laughs> so what we do is uh, uh, saving the world against highly infectious diseases. That's what we do. <laughs> I love that. And I may end up making that the title because that's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> so do right. you think you can expound on that a little bit? How are you saving the world from highly infectious diseases? So what we do is actually we uh, um, test a lot a lot of compounds you have a very unique infrastructure here uh called the capsid which is basically a uh yeah we call it a lab in a box uh it's actually a, a huge isolator system where we then integrated a lot of uh robotics and and liquid handling instruments uh you know all all the lab stuff and using this this complete like lab in the box system uh we can safely screen really thousands and thousands of uh compounds and that's what we're doing and that's what i meant by saving the the world uh just just because now it's like very you know it's very hot topic like the COVID 19 uh, pandemic we know there is a need to test really a lot of compounds because the vaccine is not enough uh so with our system we can do it like very safely and very very fast yeah, Winston. Uh, I have to tell you that uh, your your um, your work is very close to to my experience and to my soul. Well, I would say because I've been working in global health in infectious diseases for for many years in under biosafety level three containment. You know, and I think it's amazing the work you have done. So I encourage the audience to 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 go through Google and have a look at the video. Uh, if not more that you have prepared, you know, showing your your facility. So it's it's really uh, uh, amazing. So um, it's my understanding that you were involved in this enterprise from the very beginning. So can you please tell us? You are a young professional, right? So yeah. I, I guess that you had to face high challenges for you and, and, and for for your colleagues out there. So can you please tell us what have been the most challenging things that that you have uh, you had to face i mean in terms of science technology uh, management information technology so so there's many things so um how i say it uh, the the capsid was actually like made and 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 uh, how do you say it thought of by my like invented by my supervisor so he's like a really i have really a, a lot of respect for for that man 
He he invented in 2000. Well, no, actually, it's it's earlier. Maybe 2010, 11. He started uh, thinking of it, and we realized it in 2014, if I remember correctly. But I actually started working on the system in 2017. That's when uh, they hired me. But back then, it was uh, the whole facility was there. It was not working because uh, you know it's it's everything is there. Uh, and my, my supervisor, he, he made it, but then he didn't have enough time and the manpower to do all the rest. So that was when I came here, that was my biggest challenge. Uh, he said, here is uh, the facility, make it work. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's a whole, it's, it's, it's a combination of everything. So you have the isolator system, which is a small AI on itself. Then you have all the robotics and you have all the, 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 the robotics that had to communicate with each other. So the job itself was very, very challenging. It actually took me almost two years to fully make it operational. Actually, we were very lucky that the, the COVID-19 pandemic started like end 2019, beginning 2020. Because I was actually just finished <laughs> with all the preparation, so it was, yeah, it 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 was really uh, crazy. The major challenges were, yeah, it's it's hard to say. It was a bit of everything because you were thrown in the into the unknown because there was very little documentation about how to combine everything, and I think that was my biggest challenge uh, is to yeah see that everything works harmonically together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I'm very interested in the the kind of skills that the new generation of uh, scientists, professionals in this in this field, uh, will need to to develop. And I think that you are a very nice example of, of that. Uh, I don't know your 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 career in in details, but I'm sure that your supervisor, you know, had to uh, rely fully rely on on you, and you are a young. Uh, researcher. So in addition to the hard skills that you develop alone in your own career, there must be soft skills that has to be developed. So, And I've seen your, your LinkedIn page and I've seen that you have been involved uh, and taking jobs that are not related with science, <laughs> uh, full-time versus part-time job. But I'm sure this, this uh, time has paid back to you, so could you please tell us what you have been able to learn that you realize? Oh, wow! I I knew how to do this, but it was not in the university where I learned. So, what kind of soft <laughs> skills? What kind of learnings you take? You took from other positions that maybe are not in science, uh, but then you realize how this is. Yeah, this, this was nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say it. I. I think it, it's all sort when when I grew up, like um, like yeah, I'm I'm Chinese, like I know I'm Belgian, but I'm like first generation uh, Belgian. My China, my my parents, they were Chinese migrants that came to Belgium, and like many Chinese uh, migrants, they opened a Chinese restaurant, and it all started there because the what they always told me and my siblings was study, <laughs> study, and uh, don't end up working in the restaurant because it's really hard work, and you know you don't have much time for a family, this and that, and of course yeah then. Uh, we studied, but then in the meantime, we also, uh, because we grew up in the restaurant, we had to work in the restaurant. And there is where you learn many things, many things. Uh, and one 
one that I think it's most important is 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 just to listen to people and and take advice of yeah of people with more knowledge and have have respect for them. And that's something that that I think that's the most important one because I in my project here I work together with many, many different people because all the instruments are from different providers. Uh, and then you have to kind of listen to them, uh, but also make them work together with you. That's something you don't learn at university, for sure not. That's something you need to uh, yeah, have the feeling of how to do it, how to communicate properly uh, with the people. And se- a second big thing I learned is uh, from work, yeah, I work in many like restaurants, uh, primarily, and uh, uh, yeah, in other small, small companies. But what I learned the most is, is that failing is actually not that bad. Like just if you fail something, it's it's okay. And actually, I really encourage failing <laughs> because that's how you learn most things uh, out of it. That's also something that they never said at university. I think that's more like you, know, you have to you have to like succeed. You have to get good grades, uh, whatever. But uh, yeah, if you fail at something or or you screw it up, and then they tell you fix it, that's how you learn things. I think. And just, yeah, don't be afraid of uh, to do it. Fantastic, fantastic uh, uh, learning. So I, uh, I'm a fan of uh, of quotes, and I, I I I like a quote by Steve Jobs that I think is may, maybe very relevant with with what you were saying is that, I mean, don't don't try to plan your career or your path upfront from the very beginning, because don't worry about it. At the end of the day, in all the all the dots. Will will connect, will be connected, and I think this is a clear, a clear example of how you were able to connect those dots that you were drawing at, at the beginning. I mean, and how proud you should be of 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 that and continuous learning. So, have you prepared your career? I mean, have you delineate the kind of things that you want to learn? You are a continuous learner now. You are you are now in a PhD. Where, so yeah, you are still yeah. learning and, and, and learning. So are you are you planning? Have you already planned that? <laughs> actually, not not really. I uh, that's good. Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I actually uh, when I finished my master's degree, I did not really know what I want to do. So I actually started working in a restaurant <laughs> because I I you know it's it's still I still enjoy it. Yeah, and for the rest, I knew I want to do something in research, but I was not sure what. Uh, so and then I just let things happen and i worked actually for two years in the cro there is where i noticed okay this is something that i don't like and yeah you know i took it then i knew i had to change change jobs and then somehow i uh ended up here and this is my second like real like i would say it real job uh how to say it? because like the small jobs that i work like in, in in small factories like in production or or restaurants that i don't really count as as real jobs well, having worked in them myself, they're definitely real jobs, but I, I take your yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, from what you were saying earlier, one, I feel like your advice, or this should be advice to all scientists, is work in the service industry for at least a little while to get those communication skills strong because they are very valuable. Um but I'm curious, based on your kind of mantra about fail, you know, don't be afraid to fail. You know, you know, failure can teach you, you know, important things. 
Is there any particular moment in this, you know, last couple of years of setting up the system, the lab in the box system, where there was a spectacular failure, where you were just like, oh my goodness, I want to pull my hair out, but you learned from it and you were able to kind of turn things around that you want to share with the audience? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's because like a, a, a also a big robot, I had some as very at the beginning major major crashes <laughs> that it just went I, I programmed something and then it just flew to the to the wall oh, no. i thought oh my god are you serious <laughs> but then i was lucky that nothing was uh, really damaged <laughs> so it was uh, easily resolved but that was really a moment like oh no oh no what what do i have to do now <laughs> but in the end it, it came fine actually what i did was then i knew where it like kind of uh like hit <laughs> So then, like a bit later, when, when it was fixed again, I just put some pillows there and I recreated the error to make sure to see what ha what actually went wrong. Ah, and then that's how enough. I... <laughs> yeah, but and still, it, didn't, it, also... it didn't crash through the wall a second time? <laughs> it did, it did, but I put some <laughs> pillows there, so it was uh, <laughs> less damaging. Well, but less <laughs> impact. <laughs> less, less impact. It was still with a small heart to press start, but... Uh, Sometimes you just have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, I can yeah. just picture you as a grad, you know, a, a PhD student trying to work that robot and crashing through the wall and you freaking out like, oh my God, how much trouble am I going to be in? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that resilience is one of the values that, that now is uh, with more importance than maybe ever. Uh, I mean, because in these changing times, facing something happening is was, was not foreseen. <laughs> that's 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 frequent now more more than than ever and also the you know this uh, ability to train uh, be aware that you have to be trained and learn continuously as as you are illustrating I mean that's these are incredible values so so wisdom and curious also about SALS and IU I mean do you expect from SALS how do you think that SALS can help you and in return. How do you think that you can, you know, help SLS to 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 deliver? Yeah. Um, well, that I need to think about it. Well, first of all, for SLAS, uh, honestly, <laughs> I just learned about SLAS uh, from last year. I think yeah, last year I was uh, just uh, looking up uh, some conferences and stuff that had to do uh, about automation and, and robotics and high throughput screening. That's how I, how, how I actually found SLAS. And when I read about it, I thought, okay, this is really something for us. That's really something that uh, the CAPTCHA system is, is, should be a part of. And, and actually for the rest, um, I'm still like discovering what, what SLAS can do. Because it's still uh, for me very, something very, very new. Well, I do think what what what, what the capsule can can provide to you guys is 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 that I think it's still a very unique system because there are a lot of high throughput systems, uh, a lot of robotic, actually exactly what we do. But I don't think that there are many that can work in the BSL three or even uh, because we're opting for a BSL four lab. There's not many that can do this in these high higher high safety level. I can confirm after so many years working in the field, I can tell you we, we thought that we were the only place. Uh, I'm, I'm delighted to see that we were not the only place. So there are not many. No. 
Yeah. So I think to give some insights about how we do it, I think that would be very nice because it, it helps everyone, you know? Yeah. And I think that's valuable for you to bring to the table. And I'm excited to hear that, you know, you were just Googling basically and, you know, found out about us. We're going to be in Dublin, Ireland for our Europe conference next year in person this time. So I hope we'll see you there as a speaker of some kind. Um, <laughs> but as we start kind of wrapping up the show for today, I just want to, you know, ask you, you know, you, you talked a little bit just now about kind of what's coming next for the CAPSIT system, but do you want to share anything about, you know, the, the work you guys are planning for the future and what exactly it is that's exciting for you? As Julio understands what you're talking about, but I don't, and some of the rest of our audience who aren't to your specific field of science might not. So can you give a little bit of detail about, you know, what's coming down the pipe that you're excited about? Uh, so for for the long term future perspectives is that of course we, we we're now screening like testing a lot of compounds against corona because I mean that's the most urgent. But at some point, we're planning to uh, work together with some other scientists that predict which which pathogen would have the potential to become the next hopefully not pandemic, and already start testing compounds against those viruses uh, like. The, the, the variant that we have now because everyone like all virologists or not only virologists like other scientists they everyone knows at some point there will be a new like outbreak of some kind and we want to be prepared for that so that's a long-term perspective is that you already start testing uh, a lot of compounds against other pathogens uh, for me personally what i'm doing or hope to achieve is to to set up a high throughput combination assay where i test the combination of different compounds against against uh, from for now uh, corona but do it in such a way that it can be f uh, fully automated and that's still a big challenge for me because it's it's a bit uh, more complicated yeah when you combine things but that's for me personally that i hope to achieve soon <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool and i can't wait to see you know when you make that achievement happen i have no doubt that you will you're very ambitious and um and i think now that you're kind of tapped into this society you have a lot more access to resources of people who might be able to give you advice on how to do so um and i also know that i should look to you for the insider scoop of what may be the future pandemic you know, leading virus. Um, our keynote at SLAS 2021 said the same thing you just did. This is not going to be the last situation like this. We need to, we need to be prepared. So everybody, Winston has the inside scoop. So follow him on everything um, <laughs> with regard to that. <laughs> um, Julio, any final questions or thoughts for for Winston? No, it has been it has been. Uh... A great opportunity to meet you. I'm very pleased that having met you uh, today. I second uh, Lee's words. I encourage you to, you know, try to find a place in Dublin, in the conference in Dublin, for a podium presentation, at least a, a good poster, because I think it's, I mean, you have a very important messages to convey to to the early generation of, of researchers based on your experience and your delivery. Uh, your area of expertise or your field of work now is very timely in this pandemic. I love how you uh, stated your vision, uh, uh, you know, and your motivation at the beginning of this talk. And I think that we will all, as a society, will be supporting your your work because we 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 want to save 
lives, uh, you know, from infectious diseases. So you feel supportive and we are here to serve you as a society. So thank you very much, Wisdom, for your time. Yeah, thank you very much uh, for this for this opportunity. Yeah, it was great chatting with you. And to the audience listening, we're going to have links to all of Winston's work in the description. So make sure to check it out and follow what he's doing. Yeah, have a look at the video. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> we'll definitely post that as well. All right. Thanks so much, Winston. Thanks, Julio, for joining us today. And we look forward to our future conversations on New Matter. It's a pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank right. you. Thank you.